Hello, happy people, and welcome. I'm your host, Kevin Destin, and this is Not Your Average Kev, the podcast, where we make easy conversation out of the hard topics. So sit back, relax, and remember, average is normal, normal is boring, so spice it up by being not so average. Hello, happy people. Thanks for tuning in. It's your host, Kevin Destin, and we're back with another episode of Not Your Average Kev, the podcast. And today I have two very special guests in with me, and their names are Jalen Williams and Caleb Oakboy McCoy. What's up, family? How y'all doing? Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's going on? It's your boy, Jay. Happy to be here. <laughs> Jay always got to start something with, it's your boy, Jay Boogie. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> he might as well just change his whole brand to Jay Boogie. Oh, you know. He just yeah. might as well. Now, nah, but um, <laughs> these two gentlemen have been torching your speakers lately, and um, they're two very good friends of mine, so it was only right that, you know, have these, these guys come on and bless your ears in another way. Mm. Um, right. So, yeah. So, what's good? What, yeah. how, y'all, how y'all feeling? Good. Good, good. Today was a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know things that things have been good. I mean, I don't know, just regular. Yeah, it's just been just trying to live through COVID. <laughs> yeah, just trying to figure out, you know, next steps. Um, when it comes to releasing music, and mm. you know, um, you know, got a newfound relationship, which is great. There you uh, go. We gotta get to that. Hold on, hold oh, your horses, hold your horses, okay, sir. Okay. <laughs> he's he's super amped. Uh, I, feel yeah, I love it. Now, yeah, man. What about you, Oak? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm been a little tired lately, so I'm praying it's not has nothing to do with uh, what rhymes with Sklovid, but <laughs> Sklovid. <laughs> nah, for sure. But, yeah, uh, nah. We'll, we'll but, be definitely uh, keeping you in prayer for that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, otherwise, I'm good, man. Yeah, um, for sure. And, uh, blessed to be able to do do what I love and interact with a whole bunch of different dope people um, like Jay and. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to what the next season's got in store. Nah, mm-hmm. for sure, you gotta be ready in the off season, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I see I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So anyway, um, let let's start from the beginning. Who you guys are and what you guys are about. Uh, Jay, you could break the ice. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, it's your boy Jay Book. Better known as Jalen Williams. <laughs> uh, from might Boston. as well change your name to Jay Book, bro. You might as well. Look, look, I thought about it, but that's not. God didn't promise the things to Jay Book. He promised it to Jalen Williams. So is he an alter just, ego? Yeah, you know. All right. So, yeah, I'm from Boston, Mass, and uh, I, w- I lead worship at Impact Church. Mm-hmm. I've been rapping for a while, writing music for a bit, and um, singing is my thing. I love singing about any and everything. I got a song for how Kevin's sitting right now. So, <laughs> People can't see. I'm sitting like a regular human being. Don't make it look like I'm sitting like monk style or something. <laughs> no, nah, for sure. All right, what about you? Oak? Um, yeah, I mean, I've 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 been doing music for a while. I grew up in music. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, parents were worship leaders. Uh, fell in love with hip hop when I was a teenager. Um. Uh, and just uh, was with a rap group for a while, 
broke off and, and wanted to do do something on my own and something that I really felt like honored who I was. And uh, and I always tell people, I said, I, you know, I, I wanted to do good, positive music, but I didn't want it to be corny. So I was like, God, please, if you bless me with ideas, please don't make them corny. Um, mm. And so I feel like he, he honored that and really, uh, um, he honored that and really did something that I felt like represented who I was and was rooted in. Uh, how God was shaping me. And so that's why I called the Oak, uh, the one of mm. a kind, being deep rooted uh, in who I am. Um, and so um, been doing doing music under that cover, or under that brand for about five and a half years, maybe six years. Um, mm. Released a couple albums and and um, I'm, I'm going to keep it going. And I feel like uh, I, 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 the different events and the fellowship and the music I put out represents that one of a kind um, kind of mantra. Okay, yeah, that's good to know. I was I was racking my brain thinking about that. Like, where did he come up with oak? Like, what was the significance? I'm thinking oak tree. You know, oak is strong. Blah blah blah. Nah, but you mm-hmm. can't the one of a kind. That's 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 that's, yeah. that's a really good way of putting it and looking at it. That's dope. All right, so um, in terms of you know, you guys both obviously love music. That's why you do it. Um, I don't think anyone would do music if they didn't love it. Um, what mm-hmm. made you guys fall in love with music per se? Mm. You can, you can go first, Caleb. I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah gotcha. try to think about it. <laughs> I mean, I, so like I said, I grew up with um, parents. I, I grew up in, in the church and um, mm. two worship leading parents. Uh, uh, my father plays a million instruments, um, teaches music. I learned I learned the kind of drums and the dynamics of music at a very young age, like three, four years old, um, and then and so I think I, I just it was in my blood. Um, mm. It was it was something I grew up with. It was it was you know from my father's record player to cassette to like just I just remember music being in my blood, analyzing music, being blessed by music, writing music, um, and then and then really like I said, really gravitating toward hip hop because the hip hop really expressed who I was coming up to be growing up in uh, inner city Dorchester. I feel like hip hop really talked to, you know, at, at that time it was almost my gospel. And so mm, okay. um, falling in love with, with the, with the, with the culture, with the messaging, with the lyrics, with the, with the pure genius of hip hop. Um, and so I feel like that's merging those two, merging my love for worship and the heart of worship and, the, and just the heart of musicality. And then also my love for hip hop. Um, it was a no-brainer for me. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, what about you, J-Bug? Uh, for me, I had a little bit to think about it. <laughs> but for, uh, sure. for me, I was always watching like movies, like mm. Five Heartbeats and The Temptations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then my mom, she also wrote songs. So we would go with her to like different t- local television shows like BNN oh, okay. mm-hmm. and sing as a family and stuff like that. So oh, okay. um, from there, I think just just being the the kid who wanted to 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 be seen. I think I just wanted to be seen, wanted to For be sure. heard. Yeah, yeah. And I knew music was a way that that could be possible. Mm. You know, um they they you know, people say you you they put the secrets in a book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and for me, I think writing a song that's one of the ways that you can really put words in people's mouths, mm. you know, and cause and bring about belief. So, mm-hmm. uh for me it was it was that dope dope yeah that's that's awesome for me like i'm not musically inclined but like i think what you guys both said 
harkens to people who aren't even musical. You know, they feel that mm-hmm. same relationship with music, even if they are not able to express it via mute, like them putting out the, that art, but they can intake it the same way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, so when did you guys first start, like, writing, making art, like, in that sense? Like, the first rap, do you guys remember the first thing you wrote down, oh, first gosh. thing you put on wax, anything? Um, Yes, I remember my very first rap was in the fifth grade. This is probably going to be the worst thing ever. Drop like two bars. Goes, oh, you ready? This it's is the worst. Be, this is about to be trash. It goes, I want to pee. Not in front of me. You can't beat me, then you can't beat me in a race. But you know you got to take the pace. Come on, make the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how, do you have, how, did, how did you just have that handy? I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> that just in, the, just in his psyche right yeah. there, just sitting there. My very <laughs> first one, yo. Yeah, that's funny. How, did, how do you even know that? I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> it was, it, I guess um, it was just a moment in fifth grade. Somebody asked me to rap. And that's, that's what funny. came out. So, I can see fifth grade Jay running down? around. He said, How, "Did I lay did it down? Did you have it written down somewhere? How did you remember that?" Nah, oh. it's in my brain. It's it's always it's gonna dead. be there. That's um, funny. Wow. And then, I mean, from there, high school, I was part of a crew called Dream Team, mm, and okay. then we started writing R and B music. Mm-hmm. I went to Charlestown at the time. That's you know, we both had went to Charlestown, right? Yeah, and for so, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, then. It was like I was writing songs and some of the people were singing the songs. Mm. It's like, will you be my Valentine? Hey, okay. baby girl, will you be my Valentine? And Singers so- always grow up just targeting girls. That's like their number <laughs> one thing. Singing the girls on the train. Yep, yep. This is true. For sure. What about you, Oak? Um, uh, let's see. So I don't remember my first, first rap. Uh, I don't remember the trash. Mm-hmm. I feel like I purged. I, I butterfly affected the, the trash raps. I don't know. Nah, for those, sure. Those, those are, those are good. But uh, the first thing I laid down, I, I was in a group called Urban Legends. Um, and this is when I was in high school. We did a song called Extravaganza. So that was, I think, the first song. I thought it was pretty dope, actually. I, I, I want to get my hands on it. So mm-hmm. it was uh, my verse. My verse was, I think my verse was fine. I, I, I don't remember any of it. No, I remember something. I said something. I made a line about something about Tekken. Uh, I remember I love Tekken, and I dropped a metaphor about Tekken. That's all I remember. So, mm-hmm. but, this, uh, you could you could spin Tekken a lot of ways. <laughs> of course, of course, yeah, for sure. You got to have a Tekken bar, but um, but yeah. So I was in high school laying down. We were laying down stuff pretty consistently, actually, at that point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what's up. So um, so you guys started rapping about uh, getting into music in general. What what age you like zero in on it you think like i want to do this and i want to like try to make it something mm-hmm. yeah i mean i had i had like two phases mm-hmm. i had a secular i had a secular phase that i was rocking with a group called urban legends and then later it kind of migrated into dundale which was like a crew i remember um, dundale uh, for for different reasons <laughs> but you know <laughs> yeah so uh, it was like it, we migrated into a crew that was like a neighborhood crew, but we also mm-hmm. rapped together. And so, um, so that I mean, we had some spitters on our team. There's still videos on YouTube you can see Dundale videos. Mm, okay. um, so I, I'd say my the age is probably like late, probably like 
uh, young, like 20, 21, mm-hmm. 19, 20, 21. That's when we were starting to lace up down and getting popularity and everybody yeah. was, uh, a lot of people were showing love across the city, Dre Robinson and Acrobatic. And mm-hmm. we were getting a lot of love from, from different people across the city. Um, and, uh, and, and then, and then, so, so then, but that kind of broke down because, you know, it was just hood politics and we were young and, and, and high and drunk all the time. We really didn't have much focus. And, right, for sure. Um, and then kind of, re- then me, I rebranded uh, under the Oak and Caleb McCoy. And I think that's, that was about six years ago when I was like, all right, I want to, I want to do this smart, uh, not just rely on the passion and the emotion of it, but actually try to do this strategically. So for sure, I had yeah. two, I think I had two phases and I, and I carry what I learned in both of those phases with me. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. What about you, Jay? For me, um, probably about the age of 15, 16. So one, my church, they had recognized that I was just talented in writing music. Mm-hmm. And so they would have like events where they would ask me to, to perform or mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a service where they'd say, yo, Jay would like you to sing or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had this one song, which actually I'm, I'm, I'm reworking. It's called Keep Me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was I, from performing at church. Then, you know, people from all different places would come to this event and then mm-hmm. they'd be like, hey, we'd want you to sing that song somewhere else. We want you to sing that song somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I would be that that would be me. But um, again, just like Caleb said, I had a I had a, you know, my, my R&B secular side. Like I was I was writing songs in high school. But um, when I transferred to Boston Arts Academy, mm. I didn't know whether I was going to get in because you have to audition. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I went in, I was like, word, I'm about to get in there for dance. <laughs> I did my whole crump modern piece was getting it moving. Mm-hmm. And they was like, yeah, no, nah, that's not going to work. We don't know where to put you. And so I was right. like, okay. Um, then I pray. I said, Lord, if you get me in this school, I'll sing for you, mm-hmm. you know, and audition. I sang uh smoking Norfolk. Mm. nothing without you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um i got in and from there i started you know just kind of transitioning you know what i was writing and how i was writing mm-hmm. and who i was writing for and um that's i feel like where it started for me okay yeah that's amazing um real quick to backtrack a little bit is there like a singular person or somebody or a situation you could point to that inspired you guys to make music for me, I would say uh, my mom. My mom, again, like, she mm-hmm. she was writing music, and she would take the whole family to different church events, different mm-hmm. local television stations, and mm-hmm. um, we'd be we'd be singing as a family. My little brother would be all, you know, in the clouds, mm-hmm. you know, just doing his own thing while all of us are singing this one song. Mm-hmm. But um, my mom, she was, I would say she has been, um, or was my biggest inspiration in in writing mm, yeah. okay what about you Oak? Uh, i don't yeah i don't think there's a one there's one situation i think i definitely credit my parents for, for putting that passion and that and, and some of that knowledge in, instilled in me but um for me it was kind of a migration uh you know it was it was just oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do this here we are uh, so yeah i don't think it's one situation though okay yeah awesome all right, so um, people want to know this because you know artists have different ways of how they operate, how they move, or how they do things. But like for you guys specifically, what is your creative process like? How do you guys uh you know bring forth your art? 
feel like it 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 works in different ways mm-hmm. for me. Like just from experience, I could just wake up and start writing some lyrics, mm-hmm. and then find a beat, right? Or have a beat and then a hook. Sometimes I'll be on the piano and you know in worship, and something will come out. Mm. You know, it's it it's all different for me, um, and I get inspired easy, mm-hmm. like easy. Any the littlest thing could bring something out of me, and so it's all various di- different kind of ways. All right, for sure. Um, every morning I go up to uh, my roof with three tomatoes and three onions, and I uh, chop. No, I'm just playing. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What?" Like, I'm mad because I was literally just watching the show about this kid and an onion. So I was like, "Maybe he's going somewhere with it." Yeah, at first I was gonna let you rock, but then I was like, "Chop on your roof? You could do that in the kitchen?" Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm about to call um, you Chef Oak. Hey, there you go. <laughs> um, no, I I, uh, I I get inspired very easily too, and it, it's weird because I don't usually get inspired. I don't usually get inspired by by trying to get inspired. Mm. It's like I'm drive I'm driving or I'm in the shower or I'm on the toilet mm-hmm. or I'm in the kitchen mm-hmm. um, or I'm on a meeting, a Zoom call where I should be paying very close attention to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the inspiration's hitting. And then sometimes sometimes, very rarely, but sometimes it'll be like listening to beats and listening to music. I also get inspired by listening to other people's music. Mm-hmm. And oh, for sure. and uh, if I'm listening to something dope, I'm you know I'll, I'll I mean I feel like mu- music in general is just recycling and and playing around with different you know mm-hmm. in, in some ways we're in, in some ways we're innovative but in a lot of ways you know there's nothing new under the sun and we're just celebrating music and so mm-hmm. I listen to something and I'll be like oh I want to do something like that but I want to flip it how I want to flip it and I change mm-hmm. a couple things and so I feel like there's a, a bunch of different avenues of inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. I I rarely have writing sessions though. Like my writing sessions usually in my head, going driving somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, now so, with uh, with so, yeah. the, with that writing session, I want to speak to that a little bit. Um, you, you so you don't write at all, or you get it in your head, <laughs> then you jot it down after the fact. Most of my songs are about two thirds done before I put anything on. I don't want you to say paper, but you know it's really my iPhone. But mm-hmm. most of my songs are about two thirds done before I jot anything down. Right, but you have like so, the con- so, you map out the concept, you map out the bars in your head. They kind of just stored in your 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 personal cloud, if you will. Exactly the the concept, usually the chord progression, the type of beat, mm-hmm. the type of feel, the uh, usually the chorus, and usually maybe even a verse and a half or two verses. Right. Um, a lot, a lot of that stores up in my head before I even write anything, which is probably why I can't remember where my wallet is. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. No room for, for anything sure. else. Yeah, I just wanted to speak to that because you know, in in hip hop or like urban music, I'd hate to put the label of urban music on it, but for the sake of conversation, um, a lot of times, like in in the pop version of it, a lot of guys just hear a beat and they kind of just walk in and just let their their thoughts spew whatever and um you see the quality of the content when people aren't investing into the art they just kind of throwing paint at a blank canvas if you will mm-hmm. and um, yeah yeah i think like if you look at every other genre of music like there's no way these people aren't getting writers in and people to you know 
map out their bars and orchestrate their verses and whatnot. And it shows in the the quality of the rap and the influence of what it's putting out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like when you invest into your art, you're also investing into the people that listen to it or take it in, you know? So, um, I think a lot of artists miss that, but you guys obviously aren't one of those artists, but I think the majority of artists miss that and they miss the important fact of when you invest in your art, other people are invested in it too. Like you're outputting it, but there's other people intaking it and the amount of, you know, investment you put into it is the amount of investment people are going to get from it. And I think that's why a lot of people have to like put out 50 million songs every, every month because their content isn't like, it doesn't saturate. Well, Mm. it's like a flash in the pan. So like you got to come out with another song and another song and another song instead of putting out a concise body of work and letting people live with it and then keeping them hungry for more. Cause they could they could sustain like for example like a Kendrick. People are chopping at the bit for an album from him, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> his stuff, you could still go back and listen to it because it's orchestrated. Or like you know you go into your catalogs and you hear something, and you still and then you hear it a different time and it gives you a whole different vibe. But when you don't mm-hmm. invest too much into it, it's like the same vibe every time in a you know a non invested piece of art. If that if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, I think there's there's a couple different strategies people use, but yeah, I feel you. Is, I mean, it's like anything; you're gonna get out what you put into it. And right. So uh, I, I I totally agree on that front. There was a, uh, I think it was Fabulous doing an interview, and he was talking about how he has he had Lil Wayne coming in for a verse, mm-hmm. and he was like, and and, <clears throat> and so he expected him and Lil Wayne to like chop it up and build and mm-hmm. whatever. So he bought like he bought like a bunch of bottles of champagne, and they're about to chill. <clears throat> he said <clears throat> he said um. Fabulous went into the room. Lil Wayne was there. He thought they were gonna chill for a while and kind of just chop it up. Mm-hmm. He went like he went to the store or something like that. Came back and six minutes, seven minutes later, Lil Wayne was done with his verse and left with with the champagne. Yo, oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> that, that. That I remember him saying that. That's crazy. Like, yeah, because in that moment, in those moments, you chopping it up. One, you building connection. Two, you building a verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause it could be two years down the road, y'all do another song. You like, uh, you know, you could rap about what y'all was talking about, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You That's know wild. what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, but when you just like you said, Wayne, cause Wayne, as scorching as he was when he was at his top peak, like he was scorching, he was on fire. Mm-hmm. But the drop mm-hmm. off was crazy. Like Wayne now ain't Wayne from 08. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like. When you invest into your art, your art invests into you, and the longevity is the proof in the pudding. You know Definitely. what I mean? Definitely. All right, yeah. So, um, uh, if you guys, obviously, you guys have collaborated a ton with each other, but if you mm-hmm. guys had to choose one person to collaborate with, who would it be? And it could be in the, like individually, or you know what I'm saying? Uh, in the in the music industry in general. Yeah, in general, anybody like. In general, it could be a snippet from somebody's speech. It could be whoever you you feel. But if we want to, you know, zero in on music industry for sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say I have two, just because one of them. If I if if uh, if I could turn back time and and get this wish graded, I would do Nipsey Hustle. Mm. Um, I love Nipsey, and another one is uh, uh, John Bellion. Okay, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Hustle, yeah. Rest in peace to him. He had like some good content too. When you go back and listen to his old stuff, it's like uh, he was, 
it was, was amazing. It, it was incredible. And yeah, and then his that's what I'm saying too, like with the investment, because he was able to like his music was his art, but it wasn't the it was just the springboard to everything else. You know what I'm saying? He was creating like an umbrella and still creating an umbrella, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to Nipsey Hustle yeah. and all money in and mm-hmm. there. What about you, Jay? Um, I have a I have a list mm. of people who I want to collaborate with. All um, right, drop out, drop like two or three, two or three, in no particular order. Yeah. Okay. So I'll say no big deal. Mm. Um, Kurt Franklin mm. and who who uh, Chance? Oh, and Chance, yeah, yeah. Chance would Chance would kill a verse. Yeah. Nah, that's I already have songs in mind and I'm like okay well man, I think you sound good mm. Kurt Franklin he's just a, a mentor you yeah know for saying? sure yeah. And like you know I guess growing up in in gospel music and mm-hmm. then you know going wherever I went you know CCM whatever mm-hmm. you know just still hearing how he's he's you know touching lives through other people's music different artists music you know mm-hmm. um, and then mentoring them and um, I think it's dope yeah it's for live, sure so. That's dope. Yeah. I remember, you know, every, like every inner city kid, you tried to rap. So I was trying to rap, but like once I got like became a Christian and whatnot, I tried to do the Christian rap thing, mm-hmm. but I was too corny. I was like, "Yeah, this ain't it." Yo, pack it up. For <laughs> me. That's that's the main reason why I went to to North Point because mm. I was at another school. It's called Herkimer County Community College, mm. upstate New York. Is a yeah, yeah, yeah. right, Herkimer. Right. But they had actually always make fun of the name. But um, mm-hmm. everyone was leaving. Everyone that I met there, mm-hmm. they were all leaving, either graduated or transferring or whatever. So I was like, you know, I I want to go to North Point to get a better idea of the word so I could write songs a bit more theologically sound. Mm. And so I went for the one year mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do. So I stayed. Nah, for Did sure. The music and worship program and right, right. here we are. Yeah, not nah, for sure, because especially like with me, like legit outside of like YouTube and maybe a couple other folks, I don't really listen to uh, Christian rap like that. Why? Because yeah. it's just like kind of rusty the wrong way. I feel like it's like trying to rap about Jesus, but in the same like vibe as like secular rap. Mm-hmm. But like y'all, y'all have your own lane. Y'all not trying to force it. It's just is it, y'all just rapping. Or y'all just making music. And um, I think I was falling into that when I was trying my rap hand. Like, I was just like, same flow, same, like, sort of concept. But just, like, instead of guns, I was putting Jesus. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I was like, yeah, I'm packing it up. It's chalk. Like, and then, um, yeah, but, like, people, like, I always thought would be fine. Obviously, everybody want to collab with Jay-Z if you're a rapper. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just record sales and, and I, clout. But I had those songs, too, though. I feel nah, like for sure. there was a point in my writing where every song started with Lord. <laughs> every song. Lord. <laughs> Lord. Lord. Ooh. Everything, bro. That's hilarious. Nah, for sure. Um, but it is what it is. That's um that's good. Those are good to, uh, folks to collab with though. I think you need like every different sound. You could go get like Elton John and then go do something mm-hmm. cr- a crazy record mm-hmm. just as much as you could do it with like, you know, um Mary J. Blige or whatever. Just coming off the shooting off the hip with whatever names. I feel like music is all art, so you could create when you go to the most abstract um, extent, if that makes sense. Yep. All right. So with collabing with somebody, um, comes with probably future partnerships or future things. And if you could open up a show for any artist, who would it be? 
in no particular order. Open up, open up. I feel like you got you got to like strategically place it because it has to be somebody like fans will already be there when you open it up instead of just coming for for that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would definitely do like a Drake because <laughs> he got all types of fans. Like, I would do it. I probably would do it. Uh, Andy, uh, Andy, Mini or KB. Okay, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like they're getting better and better, and they have. Uh, Andy definitely has a, a cross. Uh, uh, he's able to cross genres in terms of. Uh, I think Andy's getting more and more creative, mm. and so I, I, he's he's inspiring to me. He's you know my age. In fact, he's a little bit younger than me, but mm-hmm. he's very he's, he's successful, and he keeps trying to push the boundaries of creativity. For sure, and yeah. uh, and, and uh, I, I I I I love that. So, and I feel like that would be good for my fan base to expand. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I, I went to one of his uh, his shows. He was doing a show on like Lower East Side or something at a church, and that's when he had like just put out the Saturday morning cartoon state. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this dude's kind of fire. So I, I had listened to his stuff a little bit. And um, he's probably like one of the yeah leading dudes that I listen to in the Christian rap uh, spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fire. For sure. What about you, Jay? That was just a good question. Um, well, thank you. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here thinking like, man, Pick one, Jay. Come on, you gotta think of somebody. <laughs> I mean, he said Andy mm-hmm. and KB. Um, those are both good, great choices. I would say for me, I guess I would, I would say either, I would say KB two, but mm. then I would also say one K few. Mm. Um, I think he was one when I first heard his music. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I feel like. Christian music has been missing this for mm. a minute. Mm. Uh Peco, Peco. Yeah, like his his music is just it was just dope. It's like it had the dope mix of uh I feel like faith and like hood. Like it was it was a dope combination. So I was like, yeah, this is this is for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So obviously you guys are talented, you know, operating in an art space. You have to have some form of talent. Hard in in the world of art or in the spectrum of art, it feels like that's the only thing. Hard work is it enough? Like if you just have hard work, you're still not gonna be good. If you don't got talent in art, you gotta have some form of talent. Mm-hmm. Cause I could like be in the studio for fifty hours, but if I don't got no talent, I'm not gonna put out good music. Mm-hmm. I feel. Um, but with that being said, this is a little. We're gonna pivot a little bit. What is the most useless talent y'all you think you have? useless like it could be like cooking or something so we're good at it but it's it's just it's not doing us any good yeah you just kind of just it's just kind of withering like you could you could you could do it to keep it alive but it's not gonna prosper for you at all or anything would you think uh foosball (laughs) Foosball. (laughs) i could play but i'm not about to win no, no, no! I'm good at foosball, but it's not gonna do nothing for me. Well, that's a fact. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I feel like I you could find yourself in like Korea in in the world foosball shit because they go crazy yeah. on like abstract games like ping pong. Yeah, I love I like food. I love foosball and ping pong. I can play. I could. I mean, I'm I'm actually decent, but it's pretty useless. 
except wow. for my own entertainment. Sure. <laughs> I failed my like whole freshman first semester of freshman in college playing ping pong. That's crazy. Like, oh, I would just play ping pong crazy. all the time. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. It'd be we gotta get up, we gotta get on a ping pong table. We for sure, go, we let me know. Make it happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there was a time where I called myself the Connect Four Master. <laughs> um i even on my on my instagram put connect for master like i was oh i was the God. illest i had this app it was it was uh on the android when you know angels was popping right you yeah know? um it was down max down max mm-hmm. it, i feel like was the hardest connect for game if, and i played it on 100 all the time right and i was i was i would get beat by the computer the computer would beat me but mm-hmm. then it paid off when I had to play against kids or go to camps or whatever. But right. I mean, it's not again. It's not. It's not really. Them. It's not really affecting anything. Nah, it's not. That's hilarious. <laughs> Connect four. <laughs> send me the. Like send me you. the. Send me the request on that, iPhone. Yep, Pigeon Games. I got you. Right. <laughs> um. So nah. Oh, I got. A, I got. A, I got a wager. If I beat you in ping mm. pong, you gotta put me on a record. Mm. And same and same thing for you, uh, Jay. If I beat you in Connect Four, I gotta be on the record. You got it. Does the record ever have to come out? <laughs> you gotta promote it for at least a month. No, God, I barely even promote my own records right now for a month. <laughs> you gotta promote it for a month. They got you gotta drop at least one post every week for That'll a month. Hilarious. So so four posts. I need four posts on a song that we collab together. If I beat y'all on the respective games. <laughs> well, I gotta see you play first, cause you just you just said before this you just said yeah, and I can't rap. And uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I I feel if I put my mind to it, I could do it. But I'm just like, yeah, man, the ship is sailed. I'm with it. I'm I'm with it. We'll, we'll let's uh we'll we'll name the track ping pong. Hey. <laughs> ping pong, <laughs> facts. And connect the connect the dots mm-hmm. or something. The connector. The connector. <laughs> the connector. I like it. Uh, we're gonna put out a two single EP. Oh, a two pack, a two, right. <laughs> a two pack, a two pack, not yeah. two pack. <laughs> like Drake, Drake be putting out the two pack. Mm-hmm. He do. You put out the ones where he's like rapping and then the singing Drake. There you go. Yeah. That's what you would do. Yep. There you go. And then I'm lit. Right. I'm mm-hmm. lit. Garden, here we come. Sold out shows <laughs> all weekend. <laughs> um. All right. So, um, if you weren't a musician. And if you weren't, you know, putting your best foot forward in that, what would you be doing right now? Hmm. I mean, I mean, go ahead, go ahead, go. My bad. Uh, were you gonna clear, put a clarifying? I mean, uh, no. Nah, I was gonna just give like, if I wasn't, you know, putting out my two pack, working on that right mm-hmm. now, um, mm-hmm. I'd be a teacher. So, you know, I'm putting my teacher career to the side to work on that two-pack because I'm lit. Got a million followers. <laughs> of course. Nah, but yeah. Nah. So, yeah, if you weren't, Sound you know, everybody. doing music, what would what would you be doing? Uh, I mean, I, I guess what I, what I, what I, I'd probably be more into business. Mm. Um, I always love, I, I well, what I am doing is I work at Emanuel Gospel Center doing um, development and communications, mm. and so that's something I do. I actually do. Right. Um, and I I would also like to do more content creation, whether it be 
YouTube channels, skits, uh, 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 you know more videos maybe other content videos mm. and then i'd probably be more into merch and trying to flip and uh invest into uh i think like design like designing mm. clothes and designing i would just uh, i'd stop the oak and then only do just now you got oak merch mm. and i'll sell it all okay i would be a i would be either a chef mm. Or I would be uh, a food critic. Okay, like a, the Ebert and Roper of food. I love, I love food. Facts. Flavor, mm. flavor is is everything. <laughs> flavor <Yeah>. is everything. <laughs> flavor is everything. So I get that. Uh, uh, my girl, I be like, yo, when when I ask her, yo, can you give me some food? What do you want? You know what I want? Some sauce and some <laughs> rice. If as long as it's good. As long as it's sauce good. and rice in the, in yeah, the mix, we all right. But yeah. Flavor. I just I love flavor. That's hilarious. Seasonings and like finding new ways and new recipes. Mm-hmm. I love it. You should you should you should uh, link up with some people and make a your own flavoring. Oh, that's fire! Like your own like fla- chicken flavor. I don't know. You J- know. The J Bug. Probably not the uh, flavors by J. Okay. I want ten percent. <laughs> I'm I'm coming. I'm dropping a lot of market. The two pack, mm-hmm. the flavor by J. Mm-hmm. Oak. I'm, I'm, we're gonna come up with a you know a business scheme. For... Let me Google that flavor by J. I feel like you know that might be something. Right. Nah. For sure. All right. So yeah. So um, marketing and then communications or design for Oak and uh, cooking or just cooking and eating for J. <laughs> nah. For sure. <laughs> Um, so obviously music could take place people places they've never been, whether physically or spiritually or emotionally and whatnot. Um, but for you guys right now in this point of your career, where have you performed and what was your, what are your favorite and least favorite venues? Um, I would say, oh man. Okay. Yes. Or like what, what has been like the most like lit venue? I'll rephrase the question. What has been the most lit venue and what has been the most abstract? Like, I really don't want to be here, but I got to get this show out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll point out two. One was uh, Sonia when we did our concert. Oh, yeah, that um, was lit. I was in the building. That yeah, was lit. Yeah. On my way to the off season. It was just mm-hmm. fire. You know, I, I will say. So did take my my light trick though. I was gonna tell everybody to put their <laughs> flashlight on yeah. for high beams. Right. And when I walked out and you know to peep his performance, he was already doing it. So I was like, All right. <laughs> shout out to Asso the kid. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, I'll say that was lit it was just dope. The generally was fire. Energy in the room was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I even did an original, a different, a different original song. I haven't released just yet. That'll probably be on a coming project. Mm. Um, but. And then the other one, I would say, uh, me and Kayla, Kayla, I can't even remember the name of the the place we went to. Um, it was a it was a festival, and that's actually where I met No Big Deal and and um, uh, the Truth was performing. I don't know if you remember. I remember it was like a mini Leg- Coachella type thing y'all yeah, went to. I remember when yep. y'all went to. You talking about Legacy? You know what Legacy? No, it wasn't Legacy. It was a different one. We had to park like. In in like on the side, and then there was a bunch of rock bands. <laughs> it, it oh, was, oh, oh! In uh, in Illinois, when we went, when we we had that experience in Chicago, and then we went to 
receiver in Illinois. Oh, you know what? I might be. You, you might be right. It might be legacy. I'm bugging. It was like I mean, it was, it was, a, legacy. It was yeah, north yeah, by yeah, northwest. Yeah, it was legacy. <laughs> it was legacy. Yeah, that was yeah, that was loud. And then I think so. My least favorite, and I'm not saying nothing, but my least favorite was um, I was at, I was. It wasn't even the venue. Mm-hmm. It was the the performance. It was so. I was singing in the choir as backup, I feel, to the backup singers mm-hmm. of Shirley Caesar. Mm. And it was, you know, Shirley Caesar is a mm-hmm. storyteller. She wants to, you know, she wants to build faith. She wants mm-hmm. to tell you everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what she was doing. <laughs> you was just in the back sweating. <laughs> and, you know, every people coming up, they're singing the songs and whatever. whatever and I'm just like, and we got to sing on on command. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rolling down, I was like, "Yo, like, right. I, w- I want to walk off stage like five times." <laughs> I'm not even kidding, bro. Imagine that—that that was my least least favorite. That's funny. Now, what about you, Oak? Your most favorite or most lit show or or lit uh, experience or in your least one? Um, um, I mean, I, I think that the the work. The Sonia the performance of that Sonia um, mm. in Cambridge a couple years in a row. I think uh, I mean there was all, there was there was ups and downs, but I feel like that was a a, a grassroots accomplishment with mm-hmm. myself and uh, Jay and, and a bunch of other people that we put we put it together and and it, mm-hmm. you know it was pretty successful. Um, and so that was you know just a real testament to the support of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three hundred plus people in there packed out. Yeah, it was lit. Um, I went to the on my way to the off season um, show. That was that was fire. It was a movie. Were were sure. yeah. So that was I feel like that was and it was hard work that paid off. And so mm-hmm. I, was, I was blessed by that. Uh, I think uh, what I would say worse is I don't I don't really do these as much anymore. But uh, outside venues, sometimes they're like church cookouts. Mm. Where you got a bunch of kids running around, and there's a bouncy house, and mm-hmm. uh, and you're trying to rap, and you know the, you got the beloved church mothers in the front <laughs> cheering you on. That's a and, uh, the church mothers. And somebody's, <laughs> you know, somebody's grandkids is running with a hot dog ketchup on their face, running across the stage, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do as much of those. I don't really do those anymore. Those outside performances. But when I first started. Uh, that was that was a thorn in my side. <laughs> nah, for sure, I can imagine. And then somebody, the kid falls or gets your sneakers <laughs> dirty or your shirt, and you're just like, "Bro, why am I even here?" Exactly, exactly. Or nah, those are, those are the the performances that question you, like make you question your career. Like, should I even be doing this right now? Yeah, yeah exactly. I better have a love for this because this is not it. Right, for sure. And um, so we're in 2020, obviously with everything going on with 2020 like 2020 needs to pack it up but um aside from that we're in an age where you know like 20 years ago 15 years ago even 10 years ago it was all about you know you have to have a street team they gotta be putting up posters they gotta be plastering the walls getting your name out there you gotta be in everyone's face in time for your album release and then it was all about once the album released it was all about the numbers how much albums you selling are you going gold platinum whatever, what have you. And um, that defined your success as an artist. But in recent recent history with the, you know, impact of the internet and the internet becoming more prevalent, it's about streams. 
um, and, you know, about your internet presence and your social media presence. Um, how do you guys feel the internet has impacted the music business or the the art, if you will? That's a twofold question. So how do you feel like it's impacted the business and how do you feel like it's impar- impacted the art? Because I feel like to harken back to what I was talking about earlier with the bit with the Internet being so what it is and prevalent, you feel like you got to drop new content like all the time mm-hmm. as yeah, apart from yeah. like so saturated. Yeah. As apart from uh, uh, artists back at like 20 years ago, they drop an album every year, like one album or maybe two. They drop one in the beginning of the year and the end of the year. If that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think so. One is, is, uh, there's a couple of things. So one is, um, record labels, the, the ability to promote our own music is, is, um, and, and, and to submit through distributors mm-hmm. and, and get streams is a gift and a curse. It's a gift as in record labels are, are in a lot of ways, um, for the, for the everyday artists are becoming less and less relevant. Um, because it used to be a record label would uh, provide you the infrastructure to be able to get your music sold. Um, you would, you know, the, your average Joe would would not have the ability to do that to get to to be able to put their music in stores and to be able to reach people. Uh, you just couldn't do that without social media and without streaming platforms. Nowadays, we don't need that. We don't. Mm-hmm. We if you have. You have a good product. You can, and, and you know how to market yourself on social media. You can do it, um, and so you know. And, and if you know how to raise, fundraise your capital, then you don't really need a record label. So I think that's an interesting way that the game has changed. Is a lot of people don't need record labels. They just need to know how to come up with the bag and to promote themselves and to uh, create good content. Um, with the streaming, I think yeah, there is. Uh, it's it, we have to be you, you kind of have to be on all the time because you're not making much money off of streaming. So a mm. lot of artists they gotta they gotta tour, they gotta do merch, mm. they gotta have a social media personality, they gotta have a podcast, they gotta content create, and they gotta be releasing music pretty regularly, mm. uh, or or at least some type of content pretty regularly. And so I think I do think that it, that can be just in some ways that can be empowering because with a Masters of our own destiny was in some ways it could be discouraged and it could burn out, burn us out. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. I think that's the yeah, that's the, like you said, it's the gift and the curse of it. Like now you have a closer presence with your fans and you're more at the helm, but at the same time you're at the helm. So you got to do all that work. And um it's hard because with all that work, you kind of need employees a little bit, but then you gotta pay those folks, mm-hmm. you know. So without mm-hmm. that, without that bag behind it which would be like the quote unquote label, which sucks, but uh, it is what it is without that bag behind it. It's kind of harder to get that going. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel Jay? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm still a bit new here, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, I personally, I feel like it's, it has been, I feel easy, easy to release music. Um, digital kid is the, is the, distributor that i use for my music and so Mm. they you know they're putting the music everywhere um for me i feel like it just has always been about getting the music to people um Mm. and i feel like you know digital kid helps me do so 
Social media helps me do so. Mm-hmm. You know, the word of mouth, friends, and you know, them promoting it, my stuff on their pages and things like that also pushes the pushes the music and pushes the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess it, for me, it just was always about getting the music to the people. You know, making sure you know, praying to God like, hey, put this in front of the right person. Right, you know? for sure. Um, no, I yeah. feel you. It's the same way with like even podcasting, like. We the same way there's a distro kid, there's like an anchor which I use to like get my music out or excuse me, my content out. And um yeah, so again, it's like like you look like at a, like a Howard Stern. He was like the original podcaster. Mm. And um, you know, he's like a legend, but like he was before his time. Because you look at what he did, he literally paved the way for podcasting, but it wasn't podcasting at that time. It was just radio. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like the more and more like podcasting becomes prevalent, the less and less radio is prevalent because radio is like content content controlled. With a podcast, you can just put out whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, for sure, that's awesome. All right, so there's always you know things y'all like to do, things you hate to do, the ins and outs of the business, the greasy rungs you got to climb. But at the end of the day, it's all about the art. For you guys, mm-hmm. in all of your content and everything you've created, what is, like, your favorite song to perform? Like, if you got to get the crowd going or you want to be in your bag musically, what are, what's, what are you pulling out your back pocket? What's your ace in the hole? Mm, good question. I'm going to give a complex answer mm. just because I'm difficult. Uh, <laughs> I think it depends on the audience. I, you know, I get to uh, perform mm. for a lot of different people. You know, so I've been. I performed at youth events. I performed at a, at a peer servants event with a with a median age was probably about sixty. <laughs> uh, mm. And so I've you know I performed at Sonia, which was you know a different different vibe. So I think it I think it depends. If it's a youth event, I'm gonna do, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna probably go trap with uh, get it back. Um, get it back. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm probably go trap with something like uh, get it back or, or I'm coming home joint that I did. Mm. Maria, um, if it's um, if it's like if it's in terms of like the, the racial justice or the or the uh, or just maybe more of a of a of a kind of a socially aware group, I'll do blind spots or or I just want to be free. Mm. Um, and so, so yeah, I think my my answer to the question is I usually it's usually based on the I usually analyze the crowd or try to educate myself on the crowd and then. That's but that determines what my kind of what my joint's gonna be. Mm, okay, for me, I'll say uh, forward and never leave. Mm. Those are those are the two that I f- I like performing a lot, especially never leave. Never leave. I feel like just has that that vibe. Uh, you know, like you know, kids. That's I feel like that's a that's a sound. Right, and then, for sure. You know, I feel like lyrically how I kind of put that together, um, it's just fun. And then forward is just it's super, it's super vibey, mm-hmm. and it's encouraging. And I just I love performing forward. You know, what I'm saying no, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. You've been on your grind. You know, uh, so yeah, forward and never leave. Those are my two. For sure. Okay. For sure. Um, and uh. You guys have worked together. What is uh, for quite a few tracks and a good uh, amount of content? Y'all, for, y'all put a get together a show. What is your favorite 
song to perform together? For me, I'm gonna say get it back. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. When I when I first heard get it back, and that's that. You know, Caleb Caleb put that joint together, but you know, we we've been performing and you know vibing for a minute. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard get it back, I was like, oh, this joint's fire. So every time we performed it, I knew a, a few more lines in it so mm-hmm. that we could we could like go back and forth on it so I could ha- make sure I had the ad lib for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this part, I can't remember the whole thing right now, but he goes, uh, you know, even that what you call it. And then like, so there's a bunch of theatrics that happen and mm-hmm. get it back. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. if we just playing off each other, the vibe is dope. Again. It's just dope. Nah, for sure. Yeah. That's dope. Um, I, I was, I was, yeah, go ahead. My bad. I was gonna say, I was second that. I'm uh, it's like, Jay really brings get it back to another level. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I, I like Shine too, but in yeah, terms Sean, of if you really want to see, if you want to see the chemistry of me and Jay on stage, mm-hmm. that's get it back is where you see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like I, I I like get it back. I like Shine. Shine's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Not saying get it back's not fire. It is fire, but Shine's my favorite. I, I rock with Shine because like, you know how music is synonymous to where you listen to it or how or. And then um, the first time I heard Shine, I was just like driving on the highway. It was nice and sunny. Mm, yeah. And yep. it like just was synonymous. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. sh- sunny, shine. And like you, um, Jay on the chorus. Yeah. Nah, and then you come on, it's 84 on a summer day. Yeah. And it was just like, I was just kicking it. Like I could just drive. You know, when you get in the zone, you're on the highway and you're just kind of cruising. Yep, and you're yep. not even really thinking about nothing. So it always brings me to that, that like that space. And I mostly listen to music in the car, mm-hmm. so like I always that's like my a vibe song for me. I just if like if I'm pulling out my driveway to go to work, I, that's a song I will throw on. You know that's what I'm saying? Because it's just one of those. So yeah, that was a fi- that was like probably my favorite record you guys did together, other than the, the your most recent um, mm. piece of a piece of work and whatnot. I feel like that was uh, if I. If I'm speaking right, I feel like that was the original intent too. Like mm. uh, we were just in the car. He played the mm-hmm. he played the song, mm-hmm. and those lyrics just kind of came out. It's not like I didn't even write them. They just kind of came out, mm-hmm. you know. And yep. he was like, "Yo, that's fire. You right. we sh- we should use that." And I was like, "All right, cool. Let's <laughs> let's use it." And when he started, when he before he even like um, before he you know even sang anything, he kind of gave that whole description. Of it being a summer track and people kind of vibing now, just as you said in the right. car and things mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, yeah, right. I think we hit the, the the nail on the head with that one for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's universal too. Like, even if you don't know Newberry Street, you could put in your Newberry Street. Yeah, right. Or if you, you know what I mean, you could just it's a a feel good song, and I think people by and large want to listen to feel good songs unless they in their feelings and they want a feeling song. Right, and then that's when you mm-hmm. go grab Adele or something. I don't yeah. know. I got some songs for them. It's it's coming. I'm trying to. Nah, for sure. Um, all right. So obviously, I think a huge part of uh, the music industry, the music business, creating the art and getting your best foot forward, is you know friendships, partnerships, people you deal with, and in those relationships, people give you advice. So, what is one good piece of advice that you've been given on your musical journey? Mm, good question. Another good question. But yeah. I pay you the big bucks, Kev. Uh, <laughs> Spotify, holla at me. I need the bag. Um, for me, I would say 
uh, it was from Ruslan. We mm. were at a, a Boston meetup in Ruslan. He was uh, he was just kind of speaking. For sure. Pe- people were talking like, oh, well, you know, I feel like I need to put Jesus here or, you know, the, the, I have to put the message of the gospel in every single song just because, mm. you know, I feel led or whatever the case. And one of the things he said was just create. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and so that for me, just thinking about that, like just create, like we're create, we one for me, I create, uh, as a creative being, I create to reveal who the creator is, mm. you know what I mean? And so whatever I do, it doesn't matter whether I'm saying Jesus, how many ever times or, you know, mm-hmm. what, whatever I'm saying, I feel like when people listen to the song, mm-hmm. they're going to feel they're going to feel something. They're going to feel the presence. And, they, and and one, whatever I do create, people are going to relate to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so just create. Yeah. Just create. Sure. You know, we have, I, I have a bunch of songs that I am either working on or didn't, didn't finish, didn't release or didn't whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm creating, you know what I mean? And you gotta, you gotta keep on doing that. Perfect the craft, you know, cultivate sure. your, your gift. And so mm-hmm. just create. Yeah. That's dope. Just create. What about you, Oak? Um, I don't know, you know, it's hard for me to think of a specific, um, piece of advice, mm-hmm. but I think, I think just watching, just watching uh, artists closely in their marketing, in their, uh, kind of persistence, um, and in just how they, um, how they, how they've done things through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to follow along and learn from that. Um, and I think I guess Social Club they said on, on an album that wasn't advice to me, but they said if if you keep making dope music, there's no way to hide it. And mm. so, um, and uh, and so yeah, I think I think that that helped me just one be keep making dope music and then being um, being grateful for whatever 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 comes my way with that uh, might not look exactly how I thought it would look, but, mm. um, but people are realizing that people are noticing it. So mm-hmm. grateful. For sure. And I think a lot that comes with both of the pieces of advice that you guys, uh, shared is Jay said, just create. And you said, as long as you keep creating good stuff, people, it's, people are going to find it. And I think it's like, mm-hmm. um, what that the overarching of both of those are, what are you doing it for? Like, what's the aim? Are you creating because you yeah. love it or are you creating it because you're trying to get rich or whatever it is? But if you're creating uh-huh. out of the love or out of just this being the thing you want to do, then eventually whatever you want to get from it is going to come back. You know, you reap what you sow. You know what? Again, it goes back to the investment you put in your art, the investment you put in your craft, the way you go about things. If you have integrity with it, if you're not, you know, taking the back door or you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it's it's all about what you what you what you put in that's what you'll get back what mm-hmm. you reap is what you sow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reap what you sow exactly um so with that being said um what is um one message you would give to your fans if somebody came to you like yo jay need some advice or i need you like i just need something or the same thing for you, uh, Oak. I just need some advice, or I need something. Uh, what is a piece, a message you would give to your fans? Hmm. Um. I 
mean, I think the 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 what the, the, the um the backdrop of the oak is to be deep rooted, and so to, to tell people to wh- whatever you do, let that be an outpouring of who you are, mm. um, instead of trying to posture or to try to convince yourself or other people who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know who you are, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, my belief is that, uh, uh, Jesus Christ is through his work is, is revealing is working in us and revealing who we are and who we've created, who we've created us to be. Mm. And so, um, and so I think be who you are. Um, so- but, but with that same thing, it's like, you might not even know who you are yet. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, yeah, for sure. Um I feel like I would pass that on. Just create, you mm-hmm. know. Um Caleb kind of said a little bit of probably what I would say, but mm-hmm. again, like I create to reveal who the creator is. Mm. You know what I mean? And and you will you people will see your fruit. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. They're gonna they're gonna see your fruit and it's gonna reflect who you are, it's gonna reflect what you represent. All right. You know, um and that'll that'll be in your fruit who you are mm-hmm. and and what your heart is like what your home is like mm-hmm. you know that's gonna be what people see mm-hmm. and so you know just create and if if we gotta clean it up clean it up clean up your home clean your clean up your heart you know for sure yeah. that's dope yeah man and for me even in terms of this something I would get, give to people if they want to be an inspiring podcaster or they want to you know try their their niche at this or their, um, you know, give it their best swing is again, the amount of investment you put into it is what you'll reap from it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. if you, you know, I, uh, a coach of mine said this to me in high school. I remember, um, cause before I went to Charleston, I went to Brighton high and I tried out for the baseball team and I made it JV mm-hmm. and I was tight. I was tight. I made JV Sorry, and, um, I was sick. <laughs> And then my coach came up uh-huh. to me. He was like, and he said something super crazy and super like uh, real to me. And um, he said, the reason why you got on JV is because you put a JV effort in that tryout. Mm. Uh-huh. Like you, this is what you wanted mm-hmm. because if you wanted more, you would have tried out more. So um, I say that to say you put in, you get what you put in and, um, What's the difference between, I always say this, what's the difference between average and great? And it's convenience. Because convenient, mm. it's convenient to have an excuse as to why you're not great. Mm. You know, you could, because it's convenient to just blame it on somebody else instead of looking introspectively. So, um, you know, you got to, you got to inconvenience yourself in order, in the pursuit of greatness. Mm-hmm. So invest in, you know, what you're doing and in, in terms, and, in turn, that uh, you know, that uh, that a pay for it. They had to pay it for you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So um, last but not least, if you guys could change anything about the industry, i.e., music industry, art, uh, you know, audio art, what would it be? Jay got the stank face on over here, so I don't even know. There's a whole lot you would change. You just don't know where to start. Nah, for sure. 
for me, what I would do oh. is I, I, it, I'm not a musician, but if I could change anything, I would change the, the selling of like, make, like granted it is a business, whatever, but I would like draw back the business part of it. Cause I feel like the business gets in the way of the art a lot of times. Cause like sometimes saying like, if you get a deal and now this pressure, you got to put out an album and then that's when your mm-hmm. album is trash because you couldn't let yourself create. You just had to meet a deadline type deal. Mm-hmm. I feel like I yeah, would... I, I you got it. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I would say more, more, more avenues for new artists to get financial backing so that they can be as independent as possible. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um. One of the only things I could even think of is changing the standard of what's what's hot, mm. you know, like what's what's good. Like, and I don't to all the Cardi B fans out there. I'm not hating. I love you guys, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like the glorification of sex and drugs, and you know, what I'm saying like, mm-hmm. I would just figure out a way to change the standard of of what is good you know yeah, nah, for sure i agree with you wop yeah it's crazy you know what i mean like all right i was having a conversation with a friend the other day and he was saying because he works with teenagers and he was saying like um music there's like parents should have the highest stake in the kid's life mm-hmm. and then the next person after that like tangible people um is their friends right and what they do, what their friends do, they do. So if, obviously, if your friends are listening to a certain type of music, you're gonna listen to a type of music. But then the mm-hmm. what the music is giving you is this false um, perception. For example, the music could tell you you got to be a, a this that and the third. You got to be a bad chick. You got to this that, or you got to be a super tough guy. Da da da. Right. And then, like for example, for like a teenage girl she'll be asked by somebody for like nudes or whatever. Then she get she gives those out. Then those get projected into the school. Now she is feeling bullied. She has to like leave school or her psyche's jacked up. Right. But in the same manner, that'll mess up another girl because she's going to be like, she wants, she thinks that's validation. She's going to be like, why aren't mm-hmm. they asking mm-hmm. me for nudes? So it's like, it's crazy because it puts in these young girls mind. Like, one girl is hurt off of that and one girl's envying that and she don't even know the hurt that this girl's experiencing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just this crazy cycle that we're putting our, our use in. And then an, another for the boys, it's giving them a false sense of like tough toughness, like as if you can't express yourself or you can't be like, you can't go to somebody and be like, yo, I, you hurt me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I need, I need, this to get hashed out so it builds un- un- unanswered animosity and that animosity turns into hate mm-hmm. now you hating somebody in particular somebody that probably looks just like you mm-hmm. um shout out to nipsey hustle he said this in an interview and it blew my mind he said you know we live in a society like in the inner city urban community you know people of color we live in this society where we have these imaginary lines set up where we live right and that's our quote-unquote hood and in those hoods, we um 
we we gain enemies and we are on our way to do a mission, you know, aka hurt somebody, and we might pass the dude that looks square, he got a suit on, we leave him alone. We might pass a yep. bunch of people, leave him alone. But then it's when we see the dude that looks like us, that's dressing like us, wow. walking like us, and we're like, that's him, that's who I gotta get. And he said, in a way, you hunting yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that was super deep to me. I was like, that's crazy. And I think, I, in, a, in a sense, I think the music that we feed into our, our ears and into our soul, and we can't, they kind of give us direction a little bit, especially if you don't have somebody, a, a decent role model, or somebody that's um, you know implanting seeds into your life. The music could be your escape, and it could be a direction. And then a lot of time in our music, by and large, you hear a lot of reckless things, especially in these people who are portraying it aren't even indulging in it. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest super tough guy on wax is probably a softy, but he's portraying this tough guy act. And then there's people out here doing what he's saying, but he's not even doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. again, yeah, that's good that, you know, that's a good thing. Your content has to be better. Our content has to, you know, inspire to, for positivity and not negativity. All right, so um, what's next for y'all? What, what we got going on? What's on the docket? Whether it's an album, whether it's a, a EP, or mm-hmm. I know Corona's bodied the shows, but <laughs> um, so right now I am in a I feel like a planning of planning and releasing kind of a stage, just trying to release something every month mm. just to 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 give myself more time to finish this other project that I want to give folks it's called uh PS Home mm-hmm. um and it's me telling my story through the lens of the prodigal son everybody has that that prodigal son I feel story mm-hmm. and so this is this is this is mine and so you know many people would ask like oh you know when when I dropped on my way where you going Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I'm just going. Let me go. Let me rock. And so this uh, this next project is that that PS Home, uh, Prodigal Son. He's on his way home. So, mm. um, but singles. That's that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm trying to, the way I'm trying to move right now. For sure. Awesome. What about you, Oak? That's a fire connection. Just realize that. That I'm is a fire connection. Mm. You're you're on your way home. That's fire. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, uh, yeah, as you know, Jay and I just dropped Candle Lit. Um, Fire. If you're listening, go stream that everywhere. Yes, sir. Um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm working on an album, hopefully early 2021, God willing. Mm. The first single the first single is supposed to drop. Uh, I'd like to drop it in a couple of weeks mm. uh, called Fear, Fear Not. Um, I, uh, I used actually Jay's first two lines from Never Leave because it went so perfectly. Mm. Um, and it's, I've actually never done that before. I'm always very, very picky and specific on me writing my own stuff. But Jay's the first two bar, two lines that never leave. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and the cadence he did it mm. uh, is just is just so perfect. It was one of the best hooks I ever heard. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm using um uh I'm using I'm borrowing from Jay's, and so the song's gonna be called Fear Not. Um, mm. So I'm 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 trying to release that uh, before Halloween. Okay, for sure. Yeah, man. All right, awesome. Um, uh, tell the folks where they can find y'all. Jay, go ahead. You could start it off. Hey, uh, so shit boy Jay Bug, 
uh, better known as Jalen Williams. But you can find the music anywhere you listen to music, uh, anywhere you stream, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, however you want to listen to it, you can listen to it there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is, uh, you know, Jalen Williams music. So, you know, we're, we're here. We're live. All right, fire. What about you, Oak? Uh, yeah, social media is at O-A-K-B-O-Y-M-C-C-O-Y, Oak Boy McCord. Um, and um, you can uh, check out all things Oak at welcometotheoak.com. And um, my music, just put Caleb McCoy in your in in your search bar, whatever your favorite mm-hmm. streaming platform is, and uh, and like Jay said, I'll pop up wherever you listen to music. Um, so look out, look out for uh, for new music, for old music, for current music. It's all there. Dope. All right, fire. So it's your boy Kevin Destin here on not, on behalf of Not Your Average Kev, the podcast. And today I have my two brothers on, Jalen Williams and Caleb Oakboy McCoy. Peace. My life is candlelit, but I don't need a wig. You know I'm heavy sin, I got the evidence. I only came to win, know that I represent. Never be hesitant, be giving them medicine. Yeah, my life is candlelit, but I don't need a wig. You know I'm heavy sin, I got the evidence. I only came to win. Know that I represent Never be hesitant Giving them medicine, yeah Wax on Wax off, Miyagi Stand strong TKO, I'm rocky It's cool If this ain't your hobby Be you No need to copy Cause when it come to me and you There's no comparison, no I make it look easy I just let my soul glow I'm that new addition Let me show you what they taught me Touchdown, touchdown, hammer time, get your dirty hands off me Silver and gold, roll on my soul Squad on ten, doing the most One of the wine, let's make a toast Show me your fate, step out the boat Cause I'm in my bag, I ain't gon' brag I'm pulling out tricks, I didn't know that I had Gotta be real, take out the mask, post for the flick Down in the flash, cause I'm from the east side Reppin' with the most high, yeah Finna get classy, raise your glasses Cause it's go time, yeah My life is candlelit, but I don't need a wig You know I'm heavy sin, I got the evidence I only came to win, know that I represent Never be hesitant, be giving the medicine, yeah My life is candlelit but I don't need a win You know I'm heavy sin I got the evidence I only came to win Know that I represent Never be hesitant Give a medicine yeah, yeah, yeah. From the ashes I arose We out here shining but I don't just shine, I glow Hey, tune me up, I might just hit a higher note Yeah, my life is candlelit I know there's fire inside my bones So give me the track, it's nothing to me yeah, my day to good, go run on my streams. I be breaking bread, I'm cutting the cheese. Yeah, when it come to my team, I'm the humblest beast. I'm one of a kind, of something unique. So when it come to me and you, there's no comparison. That don't mean I'm better than. That just mean we dope, but got our differences. Yeah, if you think we finished, then you guess again. Everything must go. I'm about to show y'all where the clearance is. Yeah. See, I'm just trying to be a light to the world Gave my life to Jesus Christ, he paid the price for the world yeah. So you just gotta throw this on, step up in this place But Jay, we setting off the smoke alarm Cause my life is candlelit, 
but I don't need a wig. You know I'm heavy sin. I got the evidence. I only came to win. Know that I represent. Never be hesitant to giving them medicine. Yeah, my life is candlelit, but I don't need a wig. You know I'm heavy sin. I got the evidence. I only came to win. Know that I represent. Never be hesitant. Yeah, yeah, yeah.